Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, and the Drinkers, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. This is how it's right. Cool. All right, good. So we'll see how the internet is. Hopefully Lori? Lori. Lori's awesome. Lori's been like a hardcore fan of Footy Prime for so long. It's great. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My sister doesn't even know what we're called. We wouldn't even have a clue. <laughs> She's out riding her motorcycle. It's a beautiful day. Nice. We should do a show from motorcycles. Oh, yeah. As we that. ride down a highway. We should get bikes. Let's, let's get bikes and just form a gang. Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> want to get motorbikes and we can form a gang. One of us wouldn't survive the day. <laughs> One of us? Probably like all of us. <laughs> Every chance all of us are going to freaking <laughs> perish. Okay, oh, over that- under 1.5. Well, that the Free Prime logo would be a great patch on the back, right? Wouldn't it? Mm. Look pretty cool. Oh, well, on, our, on our Vespers? Yeah. <laughs> Vespers, yeah. As it's being scraped off the tarmac. Oh, there's another Free Primer, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be many left of these guys. <laughs> I guess we're starting. Are we? Are we rolling? Are we all rolling? Okay. Hey, it's Free Prime. It's Sunday night. Come before the storm. The one soccer show on Monday, of course. What a weekend it's been. Jimmy's been working all day, actually. Jimmy's just got back from one soccer, where the CPL uh, and the intrigue that is the playoff push took another turn, Jimmy, with a late goal from York to beat Atletico Ottawa. Last year's finalist now on the outside looking in, entering the final weekend of the season. Yeah. Oh, they, you want me to talk now, right? Yeah, that's, that's kind of the cue. <laughs> you know, my intonation there was, I don't know where I was. I was I was drifting off. No, the uh, yeah, it was it wasn't the best game today between York and York and Ottawa. It was a bit slow, considering both teams need the points to 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 get into the playoffs. Um, and it wasn't until the end both teams started making little substitutions, and then the games actually picked up. And last few minutes of the match, Santos scored uh, scored a goal on Nate Ingham, our buddy. To, to put them into playoffs and pull Ottawa out of playoffs. Now, they got both got some some tough matches coming up. I mean, Vancouver's a decent little side at the moment. You've got a couple of good results, so York's got to head out there. And uh, and Ottawa has Forge last game of the season. So it should be uh, it should be interesting to see how this pans out between these these two teams. And on the flip side, right? Pacific ended up losing. Uh, the other day, and there's an off chance, well, an outside chance that Halifax could end up being one of the hosts and finish second, depending on how Forge and Pacific do in the last match of the season. Because they of- they they booked their ticket earlier this weekend, first time they've made the playoffs 
Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. I mean, how great would a final be in Halifax? We, we talked about it last week in the tournament, the uh, the stadium, the planning for the stadium, but just the energy down there. I mean, that that fan base probably deserves to host a championship more than any fan base. Yeah. I think everybody everybody secretly is wanting Halifax to host. Yeah. Because it'd be fantastic. fantastic Did you see? I thought it was really classy. Derek Martin, their owner, um, on on Twitter, he went out this weekend and thanked Stephen Hart personally and said that a lot of this is Stephen Hart as well. He owns a lot of their success as well. And for what he did for that team, you know, as it was built, I thought it was a really classy thing to do. Because Stephen actually also congratulated not just the club but the fans um which you don't often see from a former coach right yeah so i thought it was uh just class all around there so hey listen as further halifax goes we're happy with that but uh yeah it sets up a really intriguing final weekend in the cpl which of course you can find on fubo tv.com and if you like you can subscribe to watch the playoffs fubo tv.com slash footy prime as we slide in seamlessly that little promotion there for one of our beloved sponsors. Hey, Craig. Cheers, Craig's here. Cheers for listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Craig. Craig, you're right. How's Vancouver treating you, pal? Oh, it's amazing. What a beautiful day. Do you get some color? Color? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Transparency color. Color. No, he hardly knew her. Yeah, no, he <laughs> looks like he's got a little bit of color. <laughs> we outside today? Well, I actually was. There you go. Yeah. Spent a half an hour in the shade. <laughs> Turn yourself, much, uh, yourself white. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to watch much English football this weekend, Craig? Um, watched a little bit. It was a crazy weekend. Like, crazy weekend. Our parlays have not fared well this weekend. I mean, let's be honest. No one's betting has done well this weekend. Um, on TonyBet.ca, of course, uh, we got one right between the six of us. Right? One. One game right. <laughs> what did our, we get wrong? I know we got City wrong. Well, for we got me. City wrong? Uh, yep. well, I, haven't got the, I haven't got it in front of me here. I, well, I think um, Craig was Everton and Luton, and Luton yeah, won. Yeah, got that. Yeah, got that uh, wrong. I had a draw in um, oh, your Villa draw. in the early your one. Feeling. Don't Villa ever go Brighton. with Charms' feelings. 6-1 was the final there. <laughs> yeah, Charms, next time you get a feeling, you stay well away from it. <laughs> well, did, any, so did anyone feel a 6-1 win for Villa over Brighton? <laughs> never, never would have saw that. I would have loved to know what that paid. Guess a match score, 6-1. Guess a match score, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Um, the uh, the supporters did well. They got two out of three right. Now, I even made a mistake with their bet because I, I was perusing it so quickly on Friday's show. I thought they saw Portland MLS. They meant Portland Thorns in NWSL. Mm. So I actually put the wrong game in. But their backup would have been Everton to beat Luton anyway. So regardless, regardless, um, they, they lost as well. But they did better than us, which isn't saying too much. But yeah, it was a tough one. Um, I mean, what is the story? Is it is it Luton's win? Is it City losing, or is it that monstrosity at at the new White Hart Lane and the VAR debacle? What's the story this weekend? Hmm. Good, yeah. There's a lot there. There's a lot to unravel there. Yeah, I think Luton. Luton's a big one. I mean, we we've been saying this before. Like, where are they going to get their first win? And against Everton as well. It's crazy. And then our dark horse, I mean, at the beginning of the season, we all said Villa was going to be our dark horse. That was the team. And they're not proving us wrong. Looking pretty good right now, isn't it? Yeah. So so let's just go back to the Everton-Luton game very briefly. I mean, Everton, I, I thought maybe they'd turn some kind of corner. A couple of better results under their belts. Um, getting healthier. Calvert-Lewin. Getting minutes, finally. And then... To give up two goals to Luton the way they did. I mean, my God. Add Goodison, too, I should add. And one thing about Sean Dyche teams is that, okay, yeah, you might not have the best beautiful view in football. You might not score the most goals, but they'll defend. They'll be organized. Yeah. And even this year, right, they've been organized. But then to lose and concede those ugly goals to Luton, I mean, what do you think Sean Dyche was saying in the room post-match, Jimmy? Oh, he must have been losing it. 
Well, especially when you you've just beat Brentford, you just beat Villa, you're going up, up against Lent, uh, Luton, and you know in the back of your mind you're thinking, here we go, another three points pushes up the table, get us to ten, and then Luton strolls into town, and then they got they score two goals right in the twenty first twenty twenty fourth and thirty first minute. So you're down 2 nil at home to Luton. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Let's of course you'd be going mental. So you'd be going absolutely crazy. Because you and the thing is too, when those teams come up and they're not not that good, you don't want you don't want to be the team that they beat or get their first points on. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be humiliating, right? It's embarrassing. Yeah. We'll see if they can build it. Where Everton's next win is going to come from? <laughs> Who have they got? Let's next? look at their let's look at their schedule here. Let me look it up here. They're playing Bournemouth oh, next. Bournemouth. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Bournemouth obviously a winnable game. They're not exactly playing very well at the moment. They lost again this weekend, albeit to uh, to Arsenal, who are finding themselves. So Everton. Uh, okay. So they play Bournemouth, and then they travel to to Anfield. And then they're Ooh, at West Ham. Then they play uh, in the cup against Burnley, but then back in the league, they're against Brighton. <laughs> they then meet Palace, who is, you know, proven to be a tough out. I mean, as United found out this weekend, then they play Manchester United. So it's not easy. It's a tough one. And then you got, um, you got Newcastle and you got Chelsea and two of your next three after that. And Spurs around the corner. <laughs> There's not an easy match in the Premier League, really, is it? Let's be honest. But yeah. If you wonder how how long Sean Dyche sticks around, don't you? I mean, if they keep going, the results keep going this way, even with new ownership coming in. Although this new ownership, what they called was it called seven 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 or something? They've got a pretty checkered history of owning football teams. They own about five of them right now, and I think three of the five have been relegated in recent years. So it's not like it's uh, some Saudi king coming in and buying this club. There's some question marks. There's new ownership. But uh, yeah, big issues there. I think the big story has got to be the the Liverpool game, hasn't it? Spurs. I mean, this is the biggest match entering the weekend, Craig. And it was a really yeah. intriguing match, despite two red cards. And we can get to the incidents in the VAR shortly. We'll really do a deep dive tomorrow on the one soccer show, I think, in, in VAR. But still, I mean, Liverpool lose this game at the death on an own goal, having defended with, with two men down for a large part of that game. The resiliency they're showing has to at least put some kind of smile on Jurgen Klopp's face, right? They do have something about them this year, it seems, and this match was a great example of that. Yeah, yeah, they, I can see you get to see by the Klopp's reaction after the game and his comments after that. I thought he was actually doing did quite well because potentially I thought he could lose his absolute mind. Um. But I thought it was, I thought he nailed it as far as it was tactically just really, really good. And they put in an incredible shift and they nearly got over the line. It was 96 minute and OG and bang. Uh, all that hard work is done. This spell, especially when the bar is missed, Liverpool scored a goal that I, I mean, I couldn't believe it when they put it up on screen. They didn't put a line across. And it's like, well, he, he sure looks onside. Like, anyway, no goal. And then they get two red cars, and there's some questionable yellows there, too. Yeah. There's so many question marks. I mean, for, for the, the, the referees association to admit that, yeah, there was a, a very bad human error, and now they're admitting that the VAR thought the goal had been given. That's what they thought. They thought it had been given, hence why you didn't see the lines and they didn't rule it. I mean... It's it's staggering incompetence, right? And that's the frustrating part here. You can understand close calls piss people off, and no one likes VAR because of how, if you if it goes your way and it's close, you're fine. If it goes against you and it's close, you're pissed off with it, right? But usually it's, it gets most things right. But on this occasion, Craig, that's just human error of, of the highest magnitude. There's two people in that booth, two of them, who both thought well, it was ruled a goal. What's the flag up for then? We've got to remember that Bar was there to solve these problems. Like this was this was supposed to be a really easy fix. Like, no, the linesman, like, no, it's it's a goal. And no, no, they managed to screw it up completely and do the absolute opposite to what the bar is supposed to do. 
the exact opposite. They've got communications with the referee, two-way radios. Yeah. When you're looking at the title there and how close it was and with City losing, I think it's hard to take a lot of pauses because you're just so frustrated that that was an opportunity lost because, uh, you know, an incredible day really all around. And then, you know, you're thinking, well, if they if they took the lead and the goal counted, it could be completely different. You could have picked up three points. Yeah. <laughs> could be in first place right now, right? Could, yeah, it could be in first place. Yeah, it's crazy disappointing. So what's the punishment there? They get <laughs> yeah, dropped for a couple of games. That's what your, the, Klopp said, right? The fourth official. Klopp, Klopp said, uh, he goes, so, so what? Like, so what? Well, it doesn't help us. It happened to Wolves against United earlier this season as well with the non-penalty mm-hmm. call. They got screwed over. They made, yeah, we screwed. Sorry. And when you lose out on, maybe it's not for the championship though, Craig. Maybe it's for a fourth place or a fifth place in the Champions League football. Maybe that's what the points are. That's literally costing you hundreds of millions of pounds potentially Mm -hmm. because of gross incompetence charms did you drink heavily at uh 12 12 12 noon yesterday (laughs) no i didn't okay that came a bit later in the day but i did drink heavily yes at some point yeah (laughs) i I was was almost more pissed off with the uh the the gag not the gagpo the um curtis jones red card because i just didn't quite know and it was given, and you look at the slow motion, it looks really bad, but then as it was discussed on the broadcast and post-match and even by Klopp again, he says, you, you can't look at that as a as a moment or as a slow motion, right? It's the speed of the game. The boot came over the ball, slipped over the ball. It wasn't malicious at all. And what I kept hearing from all these ex-players saying, if you play football, if you're an ex-player, you know that wasn't a red card, Jimmy. Is that something you agree with? <sighs> Say that again. So the former players, <laughs> this is the uh, the coach. Joe, you weren't listening again, were you? <laughs> you were somewhere else. Do you know what I game we're know. talking about, Jimmy? No. You don't know which game, do you? Which do you know you where you are? About? Do you know what you're doing right now? <laughs> okay, go, go. What happened? Okay, this is I didn't see, uh, Keep in mind, keep in mind, I missed I missed quite a few of the games this weekend because I was, it was That's fine. Young. Yeah, you're working. Yeah. Did you just say right. so? If you, if you didn't see it, that's quite all right. Just tell us. I really didn't know what you're talking about because there was actually an incident in the CPL game where with uh with Forge and Halifax. And I don't know if you guys saw the same thing, right? Where they, yeah. they gave a penalty, they said it wasn't a penalty. Um and so that's where my, my mind was going because somebody said to me it wasn't, but I kind of thought it was the way this, the whole situation happened. And simply the, uh, because of the fact. Which game are we talking about now? The local game how, or the Forge game? No, it was the Forge game. So no, I was so, watching so something that. similar where people were going, oh, it's not a foul. You gave this. And, and they gave the yeah. penalty, which kind of cost them the game. Yeah, and no, Bobby was really. I've got the quotes for tomorrow's show, actually about from Bobby and Carl Becker post-match and that is yeah. but but they're all pissed off with referees and they hit referees whereas over in England they everyone hates VAR and they you know yeah. someone's going to be the subject of everyone's anger at some point whether you have VAR or not but on this particular occasion Craig let's ask you about this one that that the red card the one that Jimmy didn't see but we'll see before tomorrow's show is recorded because it's a big part of the show as you'll know from the rundown which I sent literally 15 minutes ago um Craig your thoughts on that red card <laughs> Well, as, as a former player, no, I'm not criticizing Jimmy. I get it. You're watching games. I'm not criticizing. We just need to know which games you watch. That's all. Leave me alone. Ask questions. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> Craig, was it a record as a former player, or was that a very harsh one? Oh, you know, it, it is difficult because I think that in fast pace, original speed. It is a case of, I don't think it was an over amount of force. And he got the ball and it was a bit of a mistake. He went over top and he caught him. But when they show in super slow motion and when the referees called over to the monitor, it's actually frozen on this part where he's gone. Like his leg looks as though it's almost about to break. And it just looked horrible. And then as soon as you see that, you're like, well... He doesn't really have a leg to stand on because in the modern game, that's especially because he's broke his leg nearly. <laughs> As in, ooh, pun. <laughs> but yeah, it was a bit of one of those. And his reaction was like, well, oops, sorry, you know, but, but <laughs> yeah, of course, you're never going to win that in a, in a, you're never going to reverse it. But 
it didn't it didn't look a lot worse than it was. But it's a good point though, right? The whole thing about yeah, we did see the one angle and it looks it looks awful and and shouldn't. I mean, you don't get a red card for it's recklessness, right? Potentially, it's not from being malicious. Always, you can get a red for being reckless. And in this case, he was unfortunate because his boot went over the ball. But I mean, the fact that his boot ended up on that part of the leg with that amount of force, mm-hmm. that alone, you could be arguing, well, that that's still a red card. And I, I think yeah. I said, I said that on Twitter. I said it can be really harsh, but also be a red card at the same time. Right? It doesn't need to be one or the other. I think I don't think they're mutually exclusive. So maybe yeah. that's where I'm at with that one. I, I just didn't know because my that's my initial reaction. Then I heard all these ex-pros saying, it's ridiculous, it's not a red card. And so I, I just don't know what to think. It's interesting. It is, re- now, it is reckless. I, and he can't, he can't really argue that. Um, but it, it was one of those ones where it was bordering on not a red card because of the amount of force and a bit of an accident. And then you got the the uh, the Jota red card, and it's not so much the second one, but that makes me angry, the second one. The first one wasn't a yellow card. That was the issue, right? He didn't even touch him. But VAR can't look at yellow cards, right? So that's a referee error. The guy chipped up his, his own feet, gets a yellow card. But Jota has to be smarter, doesn't he? Because you know there's referees throwing out cards left, right, and center. You're on a yellow card. And then that, that second foul was clearly a yellow card. You couldn't argue that. So, so what is he thinking? Yeah, I mean, it is a mistake on his part. But again, you would think that the officials would have some sort of communication that the you know the first one was a bit of a mistake. Maybe let him go on that one because it wasn't. You know, again, it wasn't. You know, you got to manage the game, and I don't think they they communicated and managed the game at all. VAR, the assistants, the referee. I think it was just overall just really poorly done. And normally when you see a couple of red cars like that, if you were like flipping on and you saw two red cars, you'd be thinking this is a pretty nasty game. It wasn't a nasty game. I didn't think it was nasty at all. But the referee just slashed out so many bloody cards. It, on the on the box score, you think it was a dirty game because of that, but it, it wasn't. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Too many for me. But Re- Referee totally just uh, overdid it. And, and Jimmy, I mean, listen, this, it was... Listen, we'll get to Spurs in a bit because they deserve to get some kudos here as well, finding a way, right? But I mean, as a, as a former defender, Jimmy, at times in your career, because uh, <laughs> uh, I know you played the wing as well in midfield. You played a lot. But I, I think often I paint Jimmy as being just a left back, but he wasn't obviously. But he played a lot of his career. Well, the, the other thing, so people, the- Sharms, other thing, uh, people need to know that while you and Craig were talking, Jimmy got up and did recycling. I had to put him on. <laughs> there was like some noise in the back. Right? He threw his empty he beer. Just came back, oh, well, he, ready. He, he was all angry still that you were calling him <laughs> out on not watching the matches. <laughs> I'm going to drink more beer then. In that case, fucking Jimmy, more so, beer. So, so Liverpool. <laughs> I know you, you didn't see the game, Jimmy, but that's okay. But Liverpool, so they defended with ten men for most of the game, then then nine for for a large part of it too. Right? They defended valiantly. Right? Gave everything, and then at the death, it's John Matip. Who, who left nothing else on the pitch. He gave his freaking soul to that defensive effort. And then he puts the own goal in at the end. And he just, I don't think anyone who isn't an Everton or Manchester United fan could have anything but sympathy for, for that guy. Because of all the players, you know, a defender after that effort to, to concede the own goal to lose the match in the 96th minute, man, just gut-wrenching. Oh, it would be. It would be as a as a player, absolutely. You know, you it kills you. The the last the, one of the worst things you can do is score an own goal, especially if you're a defender, right? Because your job is to keep the ball out of the back of the net, protect the goalkeeper, and you know you throw your body on the line, and especially when you know you're you're getting pelted and you're you're more or less bunkered in, and the opposition's just coming at you, coming at you, coming at you, and and then to concede that late in the match because. Don't get me wrong. Once you get over that 90th, 90th minute and, you know, if you're defending the way that you are, you're constantly looking at the clock going, just clear it, get it out of here. And then when you get it up, you try to get your line up a little bit, but you know that wave's coming back and it's a, it's a horrible feeling. And then when you can see that late in an own goal, it's, it's a worse it's good finish though. Yeah. <laughs> it was a nice finish. Yeah. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure over the next couple of days, the players are going to be gone. And, you know, we're devastated, but fucking great finish. <laughs> <laughs> but Craig, I mean, just moments before then, Ryan Gravenberg, 
was at the other end of the pitch and I thought he could have taken it into the corner or, or done something more efficient with it. Instead, he tries yeah. to beat his man out wide to get on goal. Yeah. And it's just, to me, it just seemed like an inexperienced player, a young player making the wrong choice. And then I thought, fuck, the minute he gave it up, I thought, oh, here we go. And lo and behold, they yeah. come up the other end and they score. A lot of times, that's what really pisses people off when they, certainly me, when guys didn't professionally finish games off, when you have opportunities or they just run the ball out of play or do something stupid, give a corner away or something like that. It's uh, nothing more annoying than that. Um, but one thing about that Liverpool effort with that many players, a lot of people think it's easy to play against. Like, you, you know, they're down two men. It's, you know, you should win this. But the way the football is and the way you set up, it, it's it's not a lot different. You're not usually going to offer much offensively, but defensively, you're pretty much solid in in your in your back lines and your blocks like other than your, your offensive guys because you're ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You just... You just don't have them anymore and you're just looking to defend for your lives so but it's hard to break down too it's it's yeah. not as easy as it looks to to break down a team that's uh, got one thing on their mind and that is to, to defend now because they're down to down two men so yeah and you work you work an awful lot on that situation when it's uh when you're training constantly so you'll always have Numbers up when you're attacking against uh, defenders. And the numbers aren't the same. So do you understand? So if you have five attackers attacking, you might have three defenders or two defenders or four defenders. So you do a lot of work with numbers up with the attackers against defenders. Mm -hmm. And you'll find a lot of the time you don't get the success that you think you, you would generally get with having numbers up. And it happens all, you do it all the time in training. So when you do get into that situation, you get a man sent off or, or you get two men sent off, you kind of revert back to those training sessions where you're like, okay, we've done, we've been through this before. We're going to get overloaded. We got to bunker in. We got to remain tight. You know, you're not going to get forward as much as you want. So you, you, you tend to work harder and be more organized at times than what you do when you're kind of going 11, 11, don't you Craig? I remember when we were doing, we were, we were struggling to score goals. I wasn't a lot of teams that struggled to score goals, but anyway, we were in a team that was struggling to switch. So we we're doing that, Jimmy. And it was like, I think John Lyle was making it like, you know, five, four, and then five attack, three. And then he's like dropping numbers because we couldn't score. In the end, he's like, how about we just put pylons across? So, you know, those, you know, those, the guys you put in those, the mannequins. Walls? Yeah, those mannequins that you're just for yeah. walls. He put four of them along the back line and we could, fucking guys could not get by them. <laughs> that's you know you made some is, unbelievable tackles it's time to just end the session just blow the whistle everybody off the pitch yeah that's brilliant get off yeah i can see I that though you, you, you can see spurs getting frustrated too right the look in richarlison's face he played pretty well actually in the in the start um but the look in his face he was getting so frustrated trying to break down two banks of four basically right just no no space in there James Madison, though, Craig, my God, what a game he had again, didn't he? And it's ironic they scored the goal to win it without him on the pitch. But my God, man, he, I mean, I'm so surprised that not more big clubs came in for him in the offseason. And he's had this brilliant start to his career at Spurs. And he was just threading passes. And, and I thought Spurs probably looked the better to start that match, mainly due to that. 
I'd agree. I thought that uh, it's a great move for him. And, and it's interesting how some players just for some reason go for these unbelievable amounts of money and how that guy picked up. Yeah, he's a great addition. Great addition. And interestingly, you talk about Spurs, and we're not even talking about Kane. I thought he might be one of the subject matters for Spurs for some time, but no, they're they're dealing with without him really, really well. It's got to be a little bit uncomfortable for some Spurs fans, right? When they look at what's happening this year without Harry Kane and a little part of them saying, man, maybe it was Harry's fault. Maybe it's all Harry all this time. We're too preoccupied on him. No, they're not thinking that, but there must be some guilt there probably, right? We're enjoying this without our boy. I think <laughs> I, I might say, James, you might say that Spurs just really needed to shave Harry. Oh, Harry, Harry. Ah. Uh, Good night, everybody. Uh, Harry, <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Harry Monk. <laughs> that was so bad. That wasn't very good. All no. week he's been holding up for a Harry Kane pun. He was just well, it's, one of those, it's one of those puns where you hear it and you think you know where he's going with it, but then you think, that, that can't be it. JC is so much better than that. And then, oh, actually, no, that's what exactly he meant. <laughs> that's all right. We all have a weak moments, like Jimmy earlier today, when we realized halfway through the conversation he hadn't watched the match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, Madison went, how much did he cost? Is it 50 or 60 million? Forget now. But he was cheaper than Mason Mount, who went to United, who's been hurt a lot and, and hasn't played that well. And United lose again to Crystal Palace. Just mm -hmm. pathetic. You know, Eric Ten Hag keeps talking about culture this and culture that and changing the culture. Well, Jimmy, he's been at the club for over a season, right? At some point, you got to start looking at the manager, don't you, if the mix isn't right? It's not going well for him, is it? I mean, since he first came in, he was already arguing with players, got Ronaldo out. And it's just nonstop shit attention that keeps going towards Man United and this manager. You're not getting the results right now. You're not playing great football. You're underachieving. You know, there, there's got to be a point where you just say, okay, enough's enough. Yeah, he was great in Holland, but, you know, Premier, Premier League's a different animal altogether, well, I mean, and you're one of the biggest clubs in the world. And then there's something You've brought in players you wanted as well, and you're still not getting the, the success, and then you're still falling out with, with players. Yeah. It, they have a lot of injuries, though. They really do. Eight, eight serious injuries. Not to say that other teams don't, because they're piling up here, and I think that's just down to stresses that they're they're under. Um, the goalkeeper, Nana, I mean, taking some flack for the goal, some people not giving him. It's one of those ones where you can't blatantly blame him for, but he's got to... Totally. He's got to set himself. Like that ball is halfway to the goal before he's even set, because if he's set when that's played, that that's savable. That's that is one for the cameras. It should have been, but he's not set. There's so a challenge the at the, for that? the challenge at the near post. He had to. He was in a good position as it went across. He's got to make sure that he's set. No matter when that ball's hit, even if you're slightly out of position, you have to be, you have to be ready for the shot. Like. And he's not. He's moving. Like, I don't know if he was screened or something, but I don't know. Seem to think that's they might have been a mistake. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard of it that way, but it makes it makes sense. I, I just saw this great volley going and thought, wow, what a goal by Joaquin Madison. But yeah, if the goalkeeper hasn't put himself in, in the position to save it. So why is that? Why would, why would he not be? I mean, if he screened, that's one thing, I suppose, right? But is he just not switched on? Otherwise, what would be an excuse for a goalkeeper not to be in the right position? Yeah, the only thing I could think of is that he was trying to keep moving to get by the defender or somebody in the box to be able to see the strike, and that that would make somewhat sense. But you got to sort of know and be aware of what's around you that if that isn't going to be played at the near post and it gets flicked on or it's missed, what's there and who's open and what are the potentials to actually get a strike off. So you've got this all in your mind before the, the play even happens or should do so. Yeah, it just seemed like he had lots of time to be able to set himself at least. And if he did, he would have made it. He would have made it safe. Would have been fairly simple, I think. 
it's just a mess there, right? I mean, you mentioned like Jaden Sancho situation, obviously. That's that's awful. Um, the Mason Greenwood situation out of Ten Hag's power, obviously, but awful, but dealt with poorly. Anthony's situation, that's again out of his hands, but negativity, negativity, negativity. And then I saw mm-hmm. a, a, um, a social post making the rounds. Um, I forget what end it was. It may have been the Stratford end, but fans under the big roof, but they're getting drenched because the roof's leaking which is just so symbolic of the club. The actual stadium is apparently in disrepair right now under the Glazers. This is one of the great sports stadiums in the world. And under the Glazers, they just have not spent any money on it. And it's like apparently paint peeling, leaking roofs, you know, the concessions and terror. It's just a, a mess. This is Manchester United. I mean, under Alex Ferguson, that would never have been allowed. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's been over 10 years now. Yeah. And if they're winning... People will put up with it, but when they're losing, this stuff always kind of just seeps through the cracks. <laughs> like the rain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm quite, quite Frankly, enjoying I'm, it, to be honest. I'm loving every second of it. Me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, Man C, they're, they're the noisy neighbors. They lost out of, I don't know how, against Wolves. First loss of the season, first drop points of the season. 13 to 2 with the attempts on goal, um, 23 to 4 with the shots in City's favor. They had almost yeah. 70% possession. I guess just sometimes it's just not meant to be, right? They shouldn't have lost that match. No, yeah. but there's, there's some matches that you, you could play for two days and you're still not scoring and you're not winning it. You can do absolutely everything. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It's just so certain games where you just like, we're not scoring. We might as well get off the pitch here. We're not winning this. That's yeah. why it's so hard to go unbeaten, you know, in those in the yeah. Premier League or any league, just because you're going to have those days. Wolves won the game two to one with one shot on net. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like, what else do you have to do? <laughs> That's one where you just go in the dressing room, just go get showered. Let's get out of here. We're not yeah. going to talk yeah. about this. Do you think? Uh, I mean, they're playing in the Champions League this weekend, right? Some of these. Teams have one eye on that as well, right? Now, the great teams, I mean, they managed it last year, of course. There's less pressure now in the, the Champions League than in, in last year, according to Pep, because last year was the, they had to win it, right? And they finally had that monkey yeah. off their back. But do you think, is that even an excuse to say, well, yeah, we lost this one, didn't go our way, but we have got, uh, who are they playing on? Uh, they're playing against, uh, oh, where is it? No, no, with a, with a squad and the, Leipzig, and the actual... Leipzig standard that man city and pep keep there they're not no it has no excuses and you look at the statistics it's it's not like they didn't put it in or have the opportunities right. or yeah, like, jesus it's just one of those things happens happens pep a lot every a, weekend really at, at some in some league somewhere pep was on on the wasn't even the sidelines got suspended for this one by the way i forgot to mention that liverpool that's four records on the season for them seven games four records <laughs> it's a lot isn't it they played a lot of this uh, season down a man so I guess they should have been practiced this weekend uh, but yeah, yeah listen C- City great teams have luck right and City lose but so do their biggest rivals right now it seems for the championship in Liverpool so hey so what uh, they're not worried about Spurs just yet are they might be getting worried about Arsenal a little bit but I can't see them being worried mm-hmm. about Spurs yeah Arsenal's not going to lose many games no no they got a, they're getting a swagger about them, eh? I mean, Arteta's antics, now I know it can rub people the wrong way. I think he's great. But he's bringing that identity, isn't he, to that club? That we don't really care what you think of us. I'm going to do what I'm going to do on the sidelines. And it's working for them. He just wants to win. He wants to win. They're a good side. They're good to yeah. watch. I mean, we keep going back about it. I think the the reason why, and I've never been an Arsenal fan, right, ever. But after that documentary and seeing how they put everything together and where they are today and the success that they're getting, you appreciate it a little bit more because you actually see all the work that's gone on behind the scenes to get them where they are today and the football that they're playing. So you you can appreciate what, what they're doing there. And it's easy to harp on certain clubs and go, oh, yeah, they suck and they're this and they're that. But these guys actually have done their work behind the scenes to get them where they are today and the success that they have. So you have to hold your hands up and say, well done. And they're only going to get better. Oh, yeah. Really good young players. I mean, Saka, what's he? Is he 21 yet? 
I don't think so. He's young he's as hell. Eddie and Ketty up top is, is looking really good right now, keeping Jesus off the pitch. Young. For, yeah. Declan Rice is a kid, right? You wouldn't think so, right? He's been around for so long. He's not no, only 23. Right. Yeah, like when you think of Declan Rice, because he's been around for, it feels like for ages, you, you think he's 27, 28. Yeah, for sure. 23. 23. What a player. They have some squad, by the way. Just so you know, though, Saka got a, had a bad knock, they said, in the, in the win yesterday and could be injured for the... Champs League. Is what Arteta, yeah, is what Arteta's saying. I was just on Daily well, Mirror. I don't know what that's I'm if it's sure. truthful or not. Well, if it comes but, out of Arteta's mouth, but he's playing some gamesmanship right ahead of uh, their Champs League match, and they are playing. P- oh no, they beat PSV four 0 last time. Jesus, Arsenal are playing Lens on uh, on Tuesday. Interesting. Um, if you're if you're Lens, you're worried about everybody on that squad. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, back to the Villa smashing Brighton. Um, Jeez. That's 10 <laughs> straight home wins. I'm still... Your, your insight, your feeling. <laughs> I, I feel like we're going to have a draw here. Well, this is listen, really close, but I no feel like it's going to be a draw. A draw is more likely than a 6-1 win for Villa. <laughs> I agree. I thought they're both good clubs. Yeah. Both great clubs, right? Villa, though, 10 straight home wins. I mean, they are legit as well. What about these shirts, Greg? These oh. wet. Are you a fan of the wet shirts? There's this big, big scandal brewing with the the Villa kit and how they just don't breathe. And yeah. the women actually yeah. are coming out now as well and saying it's not great as well. But they agreed to wear the, the kits. They they knew about this situation before, and they're fine with it. But yeah, I, I don't mean, think they don't have a really a real choice at the moment. Um, but there, there's there's some legal stuff going on behind the scenes, but the players have complained, and some of the fans have noticed it, and commentary has noticed it as well at times that, wow, they they look as though they, you know, you get those guys, that, that some guys just sweat. Just they have big, they're just sweaters all, like they just, no matter what. And, but no, the whole team is soaking wet. Their jerseys look absolutely soaking wet, tight, just suck to them like it's 35 degrees. And it's like having a bag on you. Yeah. But, but, but what I don't understand is that they also sponsor Newcastle. Newcastle doesn't have that issue. Maybe not trying hard enough. So uh, what's the story? What kind of material are they, they it's using? It's the fucking Saudis. The Saudis are doing it. They've, they've screwed up Villa. and They're trying to help Newcastle get one of the they seen Villa? They've seen Villa as a threat yeah. to their sport washing project. Is that what it is? <laughs> Yeah, to winning, yeah. to do a Champions League spot. <laughs> we will sweat them down the table. Yeah. No, it's yeah. crazy. But nobody nobody would have thought of that result. Nobody would have guessed it. I mean, when you looked at Brighton going into that match as well, they, they were the highest scoring Premier League team in the league. Yeah. In and the they league. played Man United off the park yeah, at Old Trafford. I think they only conceded, what, like eight goals, scored 18 goals. Like they were, they were flying, and then to concede six—that's blows my mind. It blows is. my mind. I don't get it. It was mind blowing. Off. But you know, the other mind blowing thing was Sharms's Saudi Arabian accent, which sounded very yeah. Italian. I'm glad he caught that because it definitely sounded Italian. Yeah. I was like, wait a second, are you? I, I don't even know what a Saudi accent is, really. I was like, are you introducing Insigne to the Hall of Shame at TFC? What were you doing? <laughs> oh, what about, what about his antics? Oh, speaking mm. antics. Oh, boy. Oh, we'll boy. talk about that on One Soccer tomorrow, will we not? Yeah, that's not good. He's not happy. He, he has to be better than that. I don't care what I said to him. I'm a fan may be in a complete dick, but you have to. He's not happy. Away. Who gives a shit? The fans no, are not with his performance. No. Exactly. He's in a he's in a club. He's in one of those expensive seven, eight, ten thousand dollar club suites, talking it up to someone. One of the fans, like, what are you doing? Dude. Let's say this for the show tomorrow, don't you think? Well, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's a great topic. It's just I, I want to get into it as well, Wonga. I really do, but yeah, I don't want to blow our load terms. before blow the show. My tomorrow. load. All right, no <laughs> loads. No Spider Man handshakes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Back to Brighton. So Brighton, um, they're playing Marseille in the Europa League this Thursday. Then next weekend, they host Liverpool. Then they take on Man City. 
and then they're back in Europe again against Ajax. So they've got a tough couple of weeks coming up. Could this be the adversity we've been waiting to see Brighton face? And they'll beat both those teams and bounce back. Who knows? But can, can the teams do get found out though, right? Greg, I mean, it, it happens. Brighton have been doing it for a while now, playing this wonderful style of football. Could it be that teams are kind of twigging? Because it's been a pretty poor week for them. They crashed out in, in the cup as well during the week. Yeah. No, I, I think they're, I think if anything, it'd be wear and tear and they just start to get tired um, and taxing of all the games and importance of the games coming up and the quality. And I'm not sure they have the squad depth to be able to keep that standard up as they're doing because they're playing like top four standard and they, and one game is not going to change that i don't think it's a bit of a setback but and a huge one because again holy shit i would have never ever saw that coming they've been newcastle so are warming up now as well newcastle warming up they're looking great one again they're scoring mm-hmm. goals for fun these days two nil against burnley who are still looking for their first win of the season uh, and west ham one beat the blades two yeah. nothing which is better than last week progress but West Ham back at it. Yeah, they're winning the games they're supposed to or or should win when you're up against teams like Luton picking up points, uh, Sheffield United. Yeah, these are are good results, but their schedule is going to get tougher for them and busy. Fulham take on Chelsea on the Monday night kickoff there. Um, MLS, Montreal lose again. They're winners in seven games now, slipping and sliding out of playoff contention. Vancouver draw, they're still good. TFC lose, as mentioned. I'm sure one wants to get to. Rumor run down for tomorrow, but that's okay. Um, anything else you want to get to from the weekend? Anything? How did Miami do? Are they playing? When are they playing again? They, 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 drew. they drew. They drew. Yeah. They're Without not going to make the playoffs. They are not no, going to make the playoffs. No, they, they still got a chance. Oh. They still got a game in hand. Or yeah, one or two. They still got – you've got – well, Montreal's played 31 – Inter's played 30. They're on 33 points. They've still got a chance to get in there. Every time I punch in MLS, it always comes to the real estate thing. So I'm spending too much time looking at real estate for some stupid reason. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, so Jimmy, they are, they have 33 points. How many, how many games? 36? That uh, MLS? 34. 34. Okay. Three left. Yeah, 12. They got, yeah, no, four left. Four left. 12 four points left. on the table. 12 points. Yeah, they can do it if so everyone they take else game in hand, That puts them on 36, which means they're one point out of playoffs. Right. If only Messi gets healthy, right? That's the key here, obviously. He missed another game this weekend. So, mm. yeah. obviously, they're a different side with him in it, and of course they are. Who isn't? I have to say I was excited about one other thing. Mark Noonan... CPL commissioner um, put up because Calvary in Calgary um, qualified for CONCACAF championship. And I kind of sit there and I go, well, that is cool. That is one of those things, you know, all of this CONCACAF stuff and a professional league in Canada, all of a sudden there's a Canadian CPL team playing in the CONCACAF championships. And I thought the club championships, I think that's very, very uh, exciting, and I could be get get behind that. No, it's get brilliant. Agree. I would agree with that, Wonger. Yeah, absolutely, it gives it makes it feel like something real about it. Yes, like yes, amazing. It's authentic. It's real. It's it's ours. It's Champions League and Concacaf. That's that's freaking amazing. Yeah, and I yeah. thought, what a you know, I know that I, I remember watching Forge play against one of the Mexican teams last year. I think I forget which one, but you know, they lost one nil, but they were there. And it shows that, you know, the CPL is growing, but it also tells you that that development that we're always talking about is happening uh, and we just have to help it happen, right? Mm-hmm. You've got you to make, make inroads in making it happen, whether that's communication and marketing, but here's a tool with the CONCACAF Champions League that you can push both on one soccer, us on footy prime, across the board, we can help grow this thing. Yeah. Well, they, I, th- I think also they've changed the name to Champions Cup, I think it is. Okay, great. Yeah, So, so maybe I should Cup. learn that to help yeah. the communication. But, <laughs> yeah. But also, I want to say the, the new trophy that they have 
is fantastic. I don't know if you if you guys have saw it yet, but it looks beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, the the, the supporter shield one, there, the shield. The supporters, and, then, and then there's a beautiful. cup for the. Yeah, I know it's great. Yeah, really, really nice. We're gonna take a picture of the right or Wong trophy tomorrow and show <laughs> you the trophy for for our one soccer footy prime quiz of right or Wong. I think the shield. It was that one soccer, wasn't it? Last week, I think. Um, it was there uh, this week? Gareth, and, Gareth and KJ and was that? Yeah, yeah, because they unveiled it, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so maybe it's there tomorrow still, and we can take some selfies with it. No, it's gone. And, oh, it's gone now. <laughs> well, it's probably at the CPL offices. It's not very far away. Maybe they can bring it back up for our show. Yeah. Hey, Laura, Laura, if she's if she's watching this, which listening to it, which she clearly is. Um, <laughs> um, Mia's at one soccer tomorrow. Okay. I'll, I'll DM you at the time um, and bring the trophy with you, okay? We've got a spare seat right beside uh, beside Jimmy. And I think it'll look lovely there. One of the tables maybe will look nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's about it, I think, then, fellas. Sounds good. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Loved Fubai, it. As usual. Our thanks to our, our wonderful sponsors, TonyBet.ca and FuboTV.com. Uh, we're back. 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Monday night on One Soccer for the One Soccer Footy Prime Show. Should be fun. Lots to get to. A lot of TFC tomorrow. It's John Herman's first week on the job, whatever that job is. We're going to talk about that. Will he be on the sidelines or not? No one seems to know. And they're actually away <laughs> from home this He's Wednesday. Lord Lucan at the moment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk about that. And also, again, some more VAR stuff. Uh, we have right or Wong. And, uh, oh, JC's got a great... Is that the trophy, JC? That's not the trophy. Oh, it's a trophy. That's, that's nice. Those pipes. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's JC. A that's that's a much one? better bit than your last one. All right. Uh, <laughs> we love again. Just the gesticulations. We love, it. We love watching JC gesticulate. And that was... Silently. Silently. Yeah. Keep buying newspapers and, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 